Warning, the following episode of That Mental Ginger Show contains strong language and adult themes. Alright, trip. Hello and welcome to That Mental Ginger Show with your host Andrew Durning, aka The Mental Ginger. Well, my seven faithful followers, we have a very interesting guest on today, a mental health comedian. Well, I'll be asking her lots of questions about that. It's Kendra Crump. Kendra, how are you, my dear? Yes, it is I. Uh, everything is everything. How are you feeling today? Yeah, I'm surviving just about, well, just just barely, as we do in this this modern day world that we're in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Yeah, very true. Well, as long as I wake up and I go, ah, I'm still here. Usually, that's a plus. That's it. You yeah. here, and you, and if you in your right mind, that's a that's a double plus. Yeah, uh, in the right mind, well, I'll take that as a a half. So one and a half plus points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So what I like to do with all my guests, Kendra, is to get them to tell us their origin story to start with, because if there's one thing we've all got in common, it's an origins. So Kendra, for my seven faithful followers, please tell us your origin story. Born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm out here in the U.S. of A., y'all, so my accent seems different. It's the reason why. Okay. Not at all. Uh, I've had people from the Philippines. I've had people from U.S., Europe, Sweden, what. Hell, even, even if they can understand my accent from Scotland, I think you're okay. Good. See, there it is. There it is. I feel like the weather's nicer over there than it is right here. It's very, it's cold. Uh, yeah. Oh, it, it's cold here. Don't worry. I think. Oh, we're in the same t- same temperature zone then. That's beautiful. Um, yep. <laughs> but uh, born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, came from a two-parent household, really half a two-parent household. When my parents divorced, my dad was a weekend parent. And so he took all the money with him and uh, it just pretty much left me, my mom and my brother to kind of fend for ourselves. Like we started off at riches and I'm at rags right now still. That's why I'm doing, doing all these, uh, you know, uh, podcasts to try to get my name out there so I can get out of the section eight neighborhoods. It's horrible. (laughs) So listen, if you hear some gunshots in the background, don't mind that. I'm okay. I'm inside the house. I'm just having fun. Back to the story. So... I love how common it is for like guns in America. I still can't get over it. It's just like, you know, just hold on. What? Right? That was a gunshot. Anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And that's the thing, right? It's like once you, when it first happens, you're like, oh my gosh, oh, wow, what's going on? But when it happens again, you like, okay, well, this is normal type of stuff, you know, yeah. but to this People... day, I have never actually heard a gun in real life. I've only ever seen it like on TV or like, you know, one of those like kiddie fairgrounds. But I'm pretty sure that if I ever had a gun and tried to fire it, my shoulder would just like dislocate. You know, like Stewie and Family Guy when he has the gun and just goes fine back. That would be What you me. know about that Stewie from Family Guy? That's that, that, yo, no, that's before your time. You don't know nothing about that Stewie from Family I'm, Guy. I'm 34. What? <laughs> so yeah, well, trust me, I know Stewie. Stewie should technically be uh-huh. just a little bit younger than me. Okay. <laughs> but no i mean i think here's the thing like america i'm i take it over in uh you're you say you're in scotland so i take it over in scotland the gun laws and control is it's a lot it's more under control than it is over here correct basically we don't have any guns so here's my question what happens if somebody breaks into your house uh well so far that hasn't happened touch wood 
Well, uh, not knock on, knock on. Well, I mean, anybody's house. What happens if somebody breaks into anybody's house? Normally, any tool can be used as a weapon. What we got screwdrivers, we got knives. We can help. We we'll just use a tool and just wrap it around them and just break their necks. So what? you know what, and that and that's something I think over here in in the states they need to to, to do that. Like I think. I think they need to implement that. There's other, and you're right, there, there, there are other things that you can do. And then on top of that, one thing I like about other countries is that, I mean, there's always pros and cons to everything, but I really like the fact that you guys have other ways of going about like your living existence. You know, here in America, anybody can get a gun. It is, it's accessible. You know, you have to have a gun license because people fear for their life. They're like, okay, if you break into my house, we're going to shoot you. If you try to rob me, I'm going to shoot you. If you follow me home, I'm shooting you type of that type of stuff. Because I I guess over here, a lot of things have happened that shouldn't be happening. And it just has become out of control. Like you guys have make sure that when it comes to if somebody steals, I'm sure when someone steals, they get fingers chopped off. That's pretty much one of the things. One of the advantages of not having guns is that we have to be very creative with how we, you know, cause grievous bodily harm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it can be quite interesting. And one of the advantages of being Scottish is that everybody thinks that we're all, you know, mental hard cases when really most of us are, it's maybe about 80%. But I remember, uh, I've told this story a couple of times, that me and my brother were in Las Vegas well, and mm-hmm. we were in, uh, in taxi, well, um, going down the strip. Well, and the taxi driver asked us where we're from. We said, ah, Scotland. Well, and he's like, oh, man, I've heard about Scotland. Well, uh, Glasgow's real, really violent, isn't it? Well, you know, lots of lots of fights and, and knives and everything. Well, and this guy was a very, very well, heavy set, very muscular guy. And we we're like, too right, mate. All right. All right. You want to see some of the fights we got, aren't you? All right. And when we're like, just get the hell out of this uh, taxi mm-hmm. cab as quick as we can and run like hell just in case we die. no and that's no and and that that makes no that's true that that's 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 definitely that's definitely it right there and you know i i think with me growing up after with my two living in a single parent household and Mm. you know in during middle school i hated middle school the ages of 12 to 14 are rough because or 11 to 14 typically it's rough kids are mean i'm having to deal with bullying for the first time sexual harassment dealing with you know uh trying to fit in it was and this wasn't prepared i wasn't talking about this at my at home like nobody Mm -hmm. prepared me for this at all you know and so it was one of those like i had to learn over time to stop being people pleasers stop trying want everybody to be your friend stop trying to do all of that type of stuff you know and with all that else um with all that else being said i pretty much had um got to high school and now it's like it's it's gotten it's better because you have a little bit more maturity a little bit better but you're still dealing with that you know the clicks and Mm -hmm. people not like liking you and the rumors and now you got to figure out okay once i graduate high school am i going to college the army or am i just gonna work it's Mm -hmm. like now you have to deal with that and that to me will, will put a mental uh make your mental health you know get worse because you're like okay now i'm i'm 18 what do i do now you're like you you really don't know exactly what to do in that yeah. sense you know um now you have to make a decision that will either you you had to make the right decision that can impact you for the rest of your life right yeah. so with all that being said i um 
decide I was told to go to college. I remember I was in college the first semester and I said to my parents, I don't want to be in college. They're like, no, you need to be in college. You need to, you need to go to school. You need to, and I'm like, for what reason? What am I going to school for? Like, I don't, I'm not happy here. They, they told me I need to go to school. So I went to school, but I just wasn't doing good. You know, I was more focused on trying to be popular. I started having guys like me and I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, I like my community college. When I went to my university, when I went to my university, I pretty much had, um, I didn't like my university. I was dealing with more immaturity with kids, like the, just how rude and, and mean a lot of those kids were, the, the bullying, the cliques. I'm like, bro, this is just like high school. But I had to remember people were just graduating from high school. Their mentality is not all the way there. So I actually, you know, had to check myself into the mental hospital because I was suppressed for loneliness. Like I literally felt like no point of me living on this earth if I'm not going to have that type of relationship that I was, you know, hoping to have. I'm like, I'm like 21 years old. Why don't I have anybody type of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but I had to learn that you want somebody that's complete. You don't want to be with anybody who's just full of crap. You want someone who doesn't, who, who has gotten help, mental help. So that's, that's my origin. That's my story. And I'm like, let me do comedy. Comedy just came along the way and making people laugh is, is, is a, is a great feeling. Yeah. And it's something I can definitely see in you. Like you've got that racial sharp wit about you like to just I mean, even in this first like six and a half minutes you've been like banter forth back and forth with me like, and i'm just loving like as we say your patter like, which is just basically like the way you speak and how you communicate it's just so okay. it's just so funny what like, and what like, brilliant so you've been saying you've been on quite a few podcasts so how have you been getting getting the word out what podcast you've been on I have since I started jumping on people's podcasts October 2020. And since then, I have been on at least 800 or probably about 800 podcasts at this point. Wow. You know, I have just been on it because I'm, I look at it like this, right? Whatever your dream is, whatever you feel that God has gifted you with. I feel that you need to go after. You need to let people know, hear, hear your voice. You need to let people know who you are and everything else like that. You know, and so with that, with that being said, um, for me per se, I just pretty much uh, said, let me just uh, go out after the people. And that's how I came across you on a Facebook uh, uh, podcast page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm really glad you did. Well, man, compared to like uh, yourself being well, around the podcast world, I'm still like, trying to find my feet really, but well, thanks. You're doing good. You're doing good. You got some listeners out there who are also. You got more listeners after this episode drops. You gonna have thirty more listeners. So how about that? I'm okay with that. Well, I've I've said to the uh, the followers if I can get past ten, I'll stop saying it. So I'm I'm looking forward to hey, that. Hey, but... it's so it's it's okay. When when did you start your podcast? What what when did you like birth the podcast? Uh, technically it was uh, during lockdown, so April 2020. But it was really just me like. But, uh, talking a load of rubbish what, and just airing things out. I never really had like a idea of what it was. So I did kind of like a year-long pilot what, um, interviewing people, just mainly like friends and doing like top tens and stuff well, like that. Well, listen, that's fine, man. That's yeah. cool. Like you, you're you doing good. Hey, slow progress is still progress. Mm-hmm. So you're doing good. Yeah. And then well, I took a wee break and just, just tried to think about, you know, what, what things did I like to talk about? What was What could I talk about and that I knew about? I know about the arts because I've been in it for like since I was six years old. Like I'm, like I say, I'm 34 now, so I know that stuff. Like, and and 
plan, not to blow smoke up my own ass, but I know that I'm good at it. And I know that I'm good at you know, giving advice and help people along the way. And then because of my experiences with mental health and having what psychotic breakdowns, anxiety, depression, like manic depression, all that kind of stuff, well, I, I, I know that and I know how, and I want to raise awareness of it and I want to keep what people kind of, Keep drop, keep beating that drum and going. Like mental health is just the same as physical health. It's always going to be there. It's not going to go away. What well, mm-hmm. if you can't get, uh, like, get your shit together up here? There's no way you can get your shit together anywhere else. That's and that, true. And that's what you've got. That's what you got to do. One thing uh, that I never got done, but I was very close to doing, was getting admitted to a mental health hospital. But you did say that you had that yourself. What was that experience like for you? Well, I liked it because I ate three times a day more than what I eat at the house. <laughs> but was the food um, good though? What? Yeah, it was. It was good. I was like, bro, I like this place. I'm about to show back up, but you have to pay for that. I'm like, bro, why are we having to pay for this? <laughs> it's, oh, it, come on, this is what drives people like to the crazy, like to, to the crazy house or whatever, because we can't afford nothing. <laughs> Makes us go insane. Yeah, uh, but but de- being there, you're dealing with people who are just like you, you know, who have had issues and they have um their their life happens for them mm-hmm. life happens for them so it's it's not like you know something where they put you in a straitjacket. and i think there's there's different types of levels of mental institutions mm-hmm. but i went to, to the low level type of one and you mm-hmm. just sit there and you just hang out amongst people and and it's 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 great like i being around other therapists being around uh just like-minded folks it's like a, a breath of fresh air yeah no definitely it also helps with that kind of sense of loneliness that so you don't feel like you're the only one that's got that's struggling mm-hmm. but, i mean because everybody talks about like oh i broke my leg or oh I, mean, I broke my arm or whatever but no one ever comes out and says um i've got depression it's starting to happen more now but still nowhere near enough i think know. because people don't care that's you know what i learned People will care until like it doesn't feel cool to care no more. Mm. People don't. That's why I said, man, folks really, if you honestly think about it, people are going to be there for you when until it's not convenient for them. And I mean that what I learned after I left the hospital, I had people check up on me for a couple of days and then they went back to their own reality. And I had um, someone bring it to my attention that that's exhausting checking up on people all the time. And I'm like, you say that now until something happens to them. And you're like, oh my, now then here, here's my fair part. Here's my fair part. Soon as somebody dies, I don't know if they do this over in, uh, in, in where you're at in your country or so, but over here in, in the US of A, I noticed that when somebody dies, they post on Facebook or they'll post in their comments, please wake up, answer the phone. Answer the phone. Don't don't leave me. Why'd you leave me, man? I, I just I had a conversation with you yesterday. I didn't know what was going on. They probably told you, but you just laughed it off. Yeah, I know the feeling. It's definitely a whole kind of thing. Of the thing we had over here was the, you know, in a world where you can be anything, be kind, be kind, and it was like we get all that stuff, but that whole what be kind kind of crap. And then I obviously noticed it when we went into lockdown. It just mm-hmm. seemed to be like, you know, everybody's going to die. And this, we got to focus on the physical health part of it. And then now mm-hmm. that we're coming out of that, it's finally realizing that we've got a lot of mental trauma to deal with it. I mean, how did you mm-hmm. find it yourself after like being in lockdown? And well, how did you, did you find it more of a mental struggle or a physical struggle trying to deal with uh, all the stuff with COVID? Well, of course, with the very first time when it happened, very first time I was like, you know, like, oh my gosh, like, 
what are we going to do now type of thing? Yeah. Or how am I going to get my money? But, you know, uh, when Trump was in office, my money came on time and it was a lump sum. So I didn't have a problem with that. Once the money came, I was good. I had no issues. I had no worries. I was lovely. I, that nice. was it. I was fine. So, I, of course, like everybody else, but I used that time to go and go after my dreams and start growing my following. And that's pretty much what I've been doing. I've just been yeah. growing my following. I've noticed you know, like how massive your following is. Like, was, I do my, my research slash Facebook stalking. That's just more of an acceptable way of saying it. But yeah, you've got such a great following and what well, also you're getting loads of attention with the podcasts and things like that. Have you had any um, like live gigs yet since the restrictions have started these? Did you say have I had it? What type of uh, say that one more time? You know, like uh, live performances, like been on a stage yet? Oh yeah, I do uh, comedy Wednesday nights on uh, in, in Atlanta. So all if you if anybody who is listening, all the listeners out there, all seven of you all, if you guys are ever in the U.S. of A. You come to Georgia, let me know. Uh, if you're in the city of Atlanta, let me know, and then we can uh, you can come to my live performances at like nighttime, which I don't know why they don't have a daytime type of you know comedy thing, but hey, it is yeah. what it is. Well, in fairness, I think most people are usually depressed during the day because they're at work and we're like, oh my God, I need the release. I would kill for a stand-up comedy gig at my lunch break. Yeah, like, I mean, like, that's what I would think, but everybody is not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. <laughs> They're not. Um, and, it, and it goes to show. It goes to show, Andrew. It goes yeah. to show. In fairness, I'm envious. You guys can uh, get to smoke weed over there. While over here, if we get caught, but we go straight to jail. Whoa, yes. we can't. Some states are legal and some states are not. That's the thing. I'm sure your weed is pretty good out there. Well, not that I would know myself. I mean, I've seen shatterproof rollers that are straighter than me, but I've heard from some, some of my high quality contacts that, you know, it's good shit. Good. That's good. Have you out there coughing? Have you like staring up in the, in the uh, space and everything like that? Yeah. Just like wondering what, you know, what color a Smurf turns when you choke it. All that kind exactly. Of stuff. You know, I miss the good old days when we used to make, make me laugh. And now we, this new weed, I don't know what happened to it, but this new weed be having me stuck in my thoughts, thinking about like messed up stuff. And I'm like, bro, like this is bull crap. Like what type <laughs> of weed is this? I miss the good old days where like like they like the plugs, man. Whatever happened to the plugs out there that actually will give you a discount for shopping with them after so many times? Like <laughs> they don't be doing that no more. Like I don't think at all they don't do that. They be trying to holler at me. And I'm like, bro, how you gonna holler at me? You pay making me pay full price. It don't work like that. Oh, Bad man. business, brother. Yep. You got we gotta think about uh, economizing, you gotta make that pro you gotta make that a dollar, as they say. So I've exactly. got, so it's, got it's ridiculous. So I've got to ask, um, you say like you know, your comedy like mainly focuses on a lot of again mental health stuff. What uh why did you choose to go down that route? Well, like, because a lot of people just try and do the whole, you know, stereotypical, doesn't this annoy you? And then you fake laugh. But you're going like down like the like a harder hitting route and being able to make like humor out of it like, and trying to make it laugh. Well, so what was your thoughts behind it? As far as when it comes, like, you know, what made me choose? Because you asked me a couple of questions. One of them was about what made me choose with mental health and the comedy, like kind of incorporating that together. Well, I think it's the thing, like with me, I my comedy is situational. My mm. comedy is um, it, it's it's uh, realism. You know, I try to like if I say something, I just try. I feel like comedy is the best. Uh, laughter is the best medicine. You know, it makes you feel good. It makes you, you know, bright, it brightens your day, you know, especially when you're laughing and everything else like that. So mm -hmm. with that being said, I feel like that helps with your mental health. And I feel like when I can be able to make people smile, when I can make people 
laugh and everything else like that i'm doing my my job you know i if, yeah. if i'm not doing well within myself i want to be able to make sure the next person who i'm talking to is doing better than i am yeah that's definitely a good way to go about it it's kind of like a comedy ambassador so to speak like, yes like, so what does 2022 hold for you kendra what um what what gigs you got uh, planned for for the future what um any collaborations that you specifically want to do with the next the next year coming up in the next few years, I want I'm going back to school January 2022. I will be in um, uh, at Georgia State University, another university. I will be getting uh-huh. I'm going to be on the road to get receiving my Ph.D. in uh, child psychology. The reason being wow. back to mental health is because a lot of our trauma roots from childhood, you mm-hmm. know, and a problem is a lot of a, there's a lot of crappy adults out here and they have not got a chance to actually, you know, remove that pain and they haven't gone to get therapy so if i can help that a couple of kids and hey i did my job yeah that's absolutely brilliant like going to get your phd what i'm really what i've only also got to speak to you for a little while but i'm so chuffed what and proud of you because obviously you started off saying that you know college why am i going to college like why am i going to university it's mm-hmm. not stimulating me and now you flipped it around and you're finding your purpose like to, Most definitely. to do that well i that's absolutely brilliant. Like, congratulations. It's like, it's one of those things where this is what I feel, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. There are some things you do need to actually go to college for. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are some things you need to go to college for. There are other things that I feel like aren't necessary, but the government tells you that you need to go to college for, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel that I can be able to help people get to where they need to get to uh, with my degree. I mean, nobody, I want to open up my own business, the own like actual center for children and stuff like that. And I have to, I mean, I can have the money now and go open it up, but like, nobody's going to be like calling me a doctor of anything because I did not actually do what I was supposed to do, Mm. you know? So that's the thing about that. That's brilliant. What, and it's like just hearing like the aims and the aspirations that you've got for it, not only from the comedy front, but for like yourself to develop yourself like as a like more re- well-rounded individual. Also, that's not meant to be an offensive way, but just like you know, just getting yourself sorted. That's no, most definitely. Or as, or as a Morty would say, right more, just get get your shit together. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And that's yes. That is brilliant. And that's what a, a lot of people need that kind of attitude. And you've definitely got it in spades. But uh, so. What I'm going to do what to kind of wrap things up is ask you one question that I like to ask all my guests when we, when we round things off. And I think this will fit mm-hmm. right into your wheelhouse going into child psychology and being a mental health comedian. Okay, let's so do it. If you could give one piece of advice to anybody that's struggling with mental health issues at this moment in time, what would that piece of advice be and why? The piece of advice is that it's okay to not be okay. I say that because so many people will try to make you feel like something is wrong with you if you don't express your feelings. Mm. And I will also add to that journal, find a, a journal, write your stuff down. If you can't afford to get uh, any, you know, the professional help because of how much it costs, go mm. and journal, write, write it down. It's better out than in. Yeah, definitely. And you know, so so like I said, it's okay to not be okay. You, it's okay to cry, especially men. Y'all are taught to be tough, but no, y'all can cry, man. It's it's cry. It's all yeah. right. Release it. Release it. It'll make you feel better. It really does. It's it's much better than trying to do. When's, the, la- the when's the last time you cried, Andrew? When was the last time you cried? Not that long ago. In all honesty, like, um, like, 
I'm I'm more of a what yeah, more of a crier than like a you know like a yell or being angry or anything like that. Mm-hmm. What that's always been my release. What and you what you always got it when you were a kid. Like you know, stop crying, man up, get over it. And I, and I hate that, that that has to happen for men. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's an absolute. Uh, it's a kick in the balls. What and one of the things that I've noticed, what uh, especially lately, is that it comes from a lot of women to guys. Of course, women are horrible yeah. sometimes. That, you're supposed to be out here trying to please them. I'm like, where's the bull crap? Please the man, help him out. Yeah, it was one of those ones. Uh, I was in my work, what, uh, and I had had a particularly tough day, what, and I was just feeling a bit uh, down. What and uh, one of the kind of higher ups came over and she was like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "No, I just had a bit of a, uh, a bit of a rough day. I'm just what struggling a little. Just need to kind of get my head together." What and her exact words were. What is it with you, man? You're all such drama queens. You need to just man up and get over it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Bitch, what did you, you say?" You should have pimp slapped her. Like, you know how they say, "Don't." You know how they say, "Like, you can't put shouldn't put your hands on a woman." Like, mm-hmm. there are times where I feel like, you know, you can just give him a quick pow. You know, let him know it came. <laughs> like, wow, she didn't even see that coming. Or call me. I'll, I'll put my hands on her. Yeah. Call me. Oh, don't worry. Well, I'm definitely planning on well, uh, sending her over uh, uh, to Georgia. Don't worry. Well, I'll definitely book that ticket. No, it was something that I always kind of thought as well. Um, I was like, if women can hit guys, what can't the guy hit back in self defense? What they here's the thing. No, here's the thing. This is what I believe. Nobody should put their hands on anybody. If you, if the woman puts her hands on you, she deserves what she gets. That's how I feel about that. Mm. No, definitely. That was another thing that you always felt like kind of in a gray area about. Well, women could batter you, and then they white men would be like, "Huh, you pussy." But if you dared like go back, they'd be like. You beat up a girl, what jail straight away. Not that I've ever done it. I don't advocate violence in any. I mean, I don't really way, care. If you form, have, you yeah. have. Then she more than likely deserved it. That's how I feel. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's my feeling. That's probably why I don't have a lot of female friends. But hey, <laughs> neither here nor there. Hey, married is my wife, what, and my wife's got more balls than me. What she's she's the heart and soul and the rock of this family. What definitely. Mm-hmm. What so now we're going to come to what will hopefully be Atlanta Georgia's favorite segment: Ask Andrew Anything. And this is where me, after grilling my guests for a total of 22 minutes and 50 seconds, I get to turn the tables around. Well, and Kendra can ask me any question that she wants, and I've got to be 100 I'll give, I'll give you five. I'll give you top five. I'll give you five. and then Top five questions. Yep, top five I, questions. Oh, I am definitely up for this. Right, Kendra? All right. Top five questions for this mental ginger. Let's go. What is a good-ass day for you? Like the perfect day for you. Go. Spending time with my wife and my kids, while knowing that they're happy and secure, and then get to maybe do something like this, like a week in a creative outlet. Got it. All right. What was your very first car and what happened to it? My very first car was a, a Renault Clio. I got it from my uh, my papa. Well, it was his car. Well, mm-hmm. so secondhand, but it was actually in better condition than most new cars. And Eventually, I had to get rid of it, but there was a thing that was going in the UK at the time called the scrappage scheme, where if cars were over 10 years old, you could trade it in for a new car and you would get about £2,000 knocked off the price. So Mm -hmm. that's what I did. And I was very fortunate at the time that I did have a little bit of money. Not not a nice way to get it because my my granny passed away. But it meant I got to buy my first car that I was getting for myself, not secondhand. Brand new, outright. I didn't need to worry about paying for it. So, right. so both sets of grandparents helped me out to become an independent driver, and I was always forever grateful for it. I loved my, okay. I loved my little Cleo, Connie Cleo. Oh. Her name was. That was the name. Okay. Um, if you could live to be an age forever, what would it be? 
a specific age, uh, I would probably go for. I would probably go for the age that I am now. I'd probably go for thirty four because, mm-hmm. well, I've because I've finally managed to get my shit together. I'm in the best kind of mental condition that I've been in a long time. I don't give a crap about how I look anymore. Well, I'm just like you know what? I'm I'm happy with who I am. I've got a wife that loves me. I've got two brilliant kids. What my family's on an even keel. What I'm relatively comfy. And my creative skills are finally back on fire. So I would stick to being 34 what, and just run with it. That's, that's it. That's screw. Okay. So All we're right. Three then. for three. We're three for three. We're, we two more. we're three. We're three for three. What is, um, if you wait, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, man. That really is an interesting one. Hmm. I think my superpower would be that I could be a Ninja Turtle. But because okay, all right, Ninja Turtle. Covers covers two things. One, exceptionally good at martial arts and kick ass fighting skills. Two, they can eat as much pizza as they want and they never seem to get fat. And they never That's seem to like, they never, like never pizza. pizza is like my number one food. I actually had pizza just before we came on this call. What I always say I ain't, I ain't had pizza in months. Yeah. It's what I say or last I, year. Man. I always say that yeah, having pizza is my one qualification to be a ninja turtle. So why not go the full shebang? Let's be a ninja turtle. I'd probably okay. be Raphael because it would fit in with the ginger kind of fieriness. Yeah, he was. He was. I I like Raphael. He was. He was rude, but I liked him. Yeah. Um. Last question. Last, last question. What is one life lesson amongst many that your grandparents taught you that you still take with you today? Mm. Just give me one. Be nice to people. It doesn't matter. So, doesn't matter if, uh, what well, if they're rude to you or, if, or they treat you bad. What well, always take? What well, take? Essentially, take the higher, take the higher ground, but be the better person. What well, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes that is a pain in the ass, especially when they're just being absolute assholes. But mm-hmm. what well, it's something that I've always tried to do. I've always tried to rise up, be the better person, and well, as you should. And now, in particular, because I want to set a good example for my sons. Well, I want them to be like the, the best versions of that of their selves that they can be. If it means that I've got to take the hat to do it, so be it. That's real. Yeah. No, that's that's actually that's actually very real. Yeah. And I'm glad that you that you learned that along the you know, along the way and everything else like that. So I'm I'm very proud uh that that they that they taught that to you. Yeah. I'm very proud that they taught that to you. Yeah. And I always say I was well, I'm really lucky. I've got a really good family, a lot there. Well, they have their flaws like everybody else, but it's not like they're, you know, like they were never abusive. They were never like uh, ones that were that were like, oh, we're, we're going to like throw you out in the middle, like, uh, middle of the road like, if you act like a dick. But they had their moments and I had my moments because I was a little dick. Well, and I freely admit that. Well, but my family were absolutely brilliant. Well, they've, they gave me the, co- the core like, morals, like right and wrong. Be a good person. Well, don't be a dick to people. Just what and live your life as best you can. What and you know what? Your parents did a lot better than most people's parents. I tell you that. Exactly. Exactly. I'm really, really proud to have the parents that I've got. What and what? Uh, I know my mom and dad do listen to, it, even though they're like, "Can you cut in the cut back in the swear?" And I'm like, "Fuck you, man." <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, if my mom and dad are listening, and I'm pretty sure you are, mom, dad, I don't say it. Well, I do say it often enough because I'm more expressive now, but I love you both, and I'm so glad that I'm your son. 
But Kendra, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, and you know what? I need to get you back on for like a proper like in depth like conversation and have more real talk. This has just been it. Yeah, been so, like, like, yeah, yeah, bring me on, bring me on like, at most shorter time. That works. That Definitely. works for me. Well, I've loved the whole thing. Like we've been so quick fire. We've been in sync. We've just like had a good flow going. Like, and I know that we both have to wrap it up for different reasons like quite soon. So let's get a second part going. Let's get uh, like the second coming of Kendra, if you will. Well, and what we'll get that definitely booked in. Well, and let's let's just shoot the shit like we, like most people should do. They should. They should. Let's do it. Definitely. Let's do it. So until next time, my seven faithful followers, I have been Andrew Durning. This has been the amazing Kendra Crump. Well, anybody that is in Georgia, check out our comedy because from just this conversation, she is fire. Or well, is there anywhere that they can find you, like the socials or that? Like to, as I say, sell, baby, sell. Yes, my Instagram is the Kendra Crump Show. So the is in the K Y N as in Nancy D R A C R U M as a Mary P's and Paul Show S H O W. Not with a money sign, okay? Y'all need to grow up from that. My YouTube <laughs> is yes, Kendra Crump. Maybe I'm like, bro, y'all too old for that. My YouTube is Kendra Crump K Y N D R A c r u m p please put a space between kendra and crump okay y'all can find me on there if you guys want to uh come on my you know listen to me on my podcast talking a bunch of crap the kendra crump show same as my instagram so i'm, I'm kendra crump across the world man mm, definitely well and kendra crump is coming across the world check her out in the 800 podcasts that she has done already exactly well, exactly so until next time faithful followers take care stay safe bye bye